Welcome to the With Purpose Elite Professionals and Coaching Podcast, where our goal is to help you be encouraged, educated, and empowered as a business professional and leader as you provide value and influence to your community. Hi, I'm Chris Aaron, owner as well as business and leadership consultant for With Purpose. Just a couple quick reminders. One, we have a free ebook available for you to download at withpurposellc.com forward slash ebook. And two, starting on the 25th of September at 7 p.m., we will be having a mastermind group on becoming a person of influence. You can access this event by going to withpurposellc.com forward slash encourage and clicking on the events tab. Our guest today is Kim Anderson. Kim is the head of school for Montessori in the Park. Good afternoon, Kim. How are you? I'm great, Chris. Thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having us here. And um, I'm I'm known you for quite some time, and it is a pleasure to have you on this podcast. So thank you for doing it. Absolutely. So Kim, um, why don't we start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I am head of school here at Montessori in the Park. We have a family-run school, so working closely with family, working closely also with friends who have become employees, um, just trying to keep a very family-oriented school atmosphere. For me, my background, I have a bachelor's in recreation and tourism management and an associate's in criminal justice and many other jobs where I was a support position and a lead position that led me to be here as head of school at Montessori in the Park. And Kim, where is Montessori in the Park located when you say here? Here is Goodyear, Arizona. We are on the northwest corner of McDowell and Litchfield Road. We're hidden behind Macaroni Grill. Most people have no idea there's a building back here, let alone a, a beautiful school campus. And it is a beautiful campus. We're here, we're here right now on the campus, and um, it's absolutely stunning. It's uh, right smack dab in a bunch of businesses, and um, cars were leaving, taking home their little ones today as we, as we came by. And, and seeing the smile on your face, I know it's a joy for you to be here. And um, I think you find some contentment um, in being head of school. Would that be right? It took a while to get there, um, but definitely the more interaction with our students, uh, you can't possibly forget why we're doing what we're doing. Okay. And why do you do what you do? Um, well, Montessori in the Park actually originated because there were no other options here in the West Valley. That was back in 2007. And now we've continued on this path, even though there are so many other options uh, one could say more competi- competition, um, but I feel like we are we're a standalone school that provide a Montessori experience with the most amazing staff mm. one could ask for. So how many students do you have here on campus? Uh, we have 84 students, Okay. and then I have 11 staff members. Okay, and has your, has your 11 staff members been here with you, f- most of them, for the beginning of time? Um, about... Five of them right now have been with us since 2007. A couple came on in 2008, and uh, the rest have kind of come in during the last several years. Okay, very good. So if you could have a billboard, Kim, with anything on it, what would it be and why? Probably the thing that I talk about the most is tax credits. So if I had a billboard out there, and quite 
really considering doing such a thing, is helping Arizona know about these tax credits. Because um, while we are a private school, more than half of my students are low income mm -hmm. because of the Arizona State tax credit. So that billboard would be some kind of communication to get people to know how they can help. So you've got the platform right now. Why don't you spend a couple of moments and tell us about the tax credits for Arizona? Sure. Thank you. I will. Arizona State has four to five different tax credits. If you earn income in Arizona, you are eligible to contribute through tax money that you already have to pay the state. So if you look at your pay stub and it says any money going to the Arizona State withholding, you can defer those dollars could to go to another organization. For us, we're a private school. For the tax year 2019, $2,269 can be donated to a school tuition organization, which is where our kids can receive scholarships to attend a private school. $1,000 can go to foster care. $800 can go to a charitable organization like the Homeless Youth Connection or Meals of Joy. Um, and then another 400 can go to your local public or charter school. It's over $4,000 that a married couple can divert to other organizations instead of sending, sending to the state. And it's about half that for an individual. But the, the tax credits, if you're wondering why you never heard of it, because around 6% now, I think, of Arizona taxpayers even do it. So if you have not heard of it, it's not because it's not true. It's just because we have not done a good job of educating everybody about it. Okay, thank you for sharing. If we could get that number up from 6%, what does that truly mean for your students here? Um, it would give everybody, anybody, the choice. And that's the point of our school, is having a choice. So some students really excel in a public school environment or in what, would, what somebody might call a traditional setting with a teacher in the front giving the information out, students sitting at desks or at tables. Um, for us, some students really excel in that kind of environment, but some also excel here where they're able to do um, lessons. They are able to touch and feel things. They're, they're able to hear it and they're able to read it. So there's a lot of different ways to educate a child. We use all of them to make sure they get the full message. Okay. And is that really what Montessori is about? That's pretty much the guts of it, is each child has a different learning style, and Montessori, Montessori can lend itself to being the right fit for each child just within our curriculum. Okay. Now, that is to say, if there's a child that is not able to do independent learning, um, this might not be the best fit. And if they're able to manage their time and go from one task to another, um, it is a better fit for those students. Okay. So um, when you're talking about the students in Montessori, and I'm assuming that as you're talking about the students and learning to their skill set, their ability, and what they prefer and how to learn, um, is it true then of the same thing of the teachers, that they allow that, that they promote that as well? Um, not only do they allow it, but that is their re that's how they trained. We're here to guide the children, not teach the children. 
So it could be that they might have a whole lesson plan of things they want to go through during the day, but then the children might lead them away to some other experience, some other research, some other plan. And so we follow the child. We make sure that they get every aspect of education. Montessori in itself is a STEM program. That's how it was built. We have science and we have math and we have the technology and art and, and English and history and geography and, and all the aspects that need to happen during a school day. They all happen just in, in a way that the child is passionate about learning about their favorite thing, but then they're also guided to make sure that they get everything they need. Oh, that's great. That's phenomenal. So there's a few Montessori schools here in the state of Arizona. What separates Montessori and the park from all others? Well, we do have parents that come on tour, and they're going to ask us the same exact question. Um, what we do, what we push for our parents to do because they have the chance to choose a school, is to go sit and observe at each school. Now, there are quite a few Montessori schools here in Arizona. So the first thing they're looking at is, how far am I going to be driving to this school? Because we don't have buses, so you do have to come deliver your child each day and pick them up each day. So we just ask parents to go and sit and observe, ask to observe in a class, and find what culture of a school that fits with their family. So no Montessori school is the same. It's not a patented franchised every Montessori school you see is the same they're not all religious based they're not all private schools they're not all charter schools each and every one of them is an individual entity so that's something that parents need to look at is what the what the ownership is of it is it a nonprofit is it a for-profit are you going to be required to participate in fundraisers and and help help keep the tuition though or is it a charter school that already has lower tuition and different different benefits than a private school might so it we really need each family to go and look and see the culture of the school and decide if that's going to be fitting with their child and their family i think that's a great answer because you're not saying um, hey we've got it all you're saying we are the right fit for that right family that is willing to come in and tour us and make sure that we're that right fit based upon their standards of not just education, but of, of that family type environment that you guys say you have. Good. Okay. So, um, Kim, what makes you feel inspired or like the best version of yourself? Well, when I start to question such things, um, honestly, like I said a little bit ago, was the students. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the policies and procedures and um, compliance and insurance and all those things that a head of school is responsible for taking care of. It is easy to get wrapped up in those things and all of a sudden forget why you're doing what you're doing. And then a student will come into my office with a picture that says, I love... MIP, Montessori in the Park, by the way, is MIP. Um, and she drew a gecko on it, and she just did that during her class today and wanted me to have it hmm. and just wanted me to know. I had another student that picked up a penny off the ground at a grocery store, and he's like, no, I got to take it because I want to make sure that my school is always there 
and he came and gave me a penny. That's beautiful. So the, the hearts and minds of the students that have been here, um, they come in at the right moments to remind us that why we're doing what we're doing. And then I would assume that that redirects your thought, your line of questioning. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Speaking of the, of the students, the hearts, the minds of the children that you're educating, um, and that reaches out to the families, what led you to start Montessori in the Park? Um, so back in 2006 time frame, we actually were at our local church, uh, my niece and nephew, uh, more so at this time, my nephew is going to a uh, Montessori um, Episcopal school and he introduced us to the church actually because it was a religious based school and during when I'd go and pick up the kids after school and there would be play dates and all these moms would be sitting in the park while the kids are playing and the moms started getting more and more upset because it was getting time to look for their next school because the school didn't continue on through elementary and during that process um some of those parents were, yeah, we got to do something about it. And our family definitely was in that same boat. We should do something about it. And so um, we, weren't eight, we weren't very successful in helping our church expand at the time. And thankfully they have, um, and they're running an elementary program now because the need is definitely there. Um, but that's kind of where Montessori in the Park came from. There just weren't a lot of choices for people that wanted choices. There's a perfectly great local school right there in their neighborhood um, if it's a good fit for their family. And that's the whole purpose for Montessori in the Park is it's giving families the opportunity to find the right fit for them. And there was not anything around us at the time. And since then, there's so many schools around us and popping up year after year. Um, but we've been able to maintain and continue. I think we've had about 800 kids come through our schools since wow. 2007. Um, and right now we're actually getting to hear all the cool stories about them coming to graduate. And we've got a couple of valedictorians this last year. That's amazing. And kids that are rated top of their class, top in, like in Arizona, we have a student that's top, top math, mathematician in Arizona as one of our past students. So we're starting to hear more and more of those stories as our kids are becoming that junior and senior in high school and then going off to college. So it really speaks to um, the fact that you're planting seeds and then you get to watch them grow and then produce fruit, if you will, um, as they're val valedictory and as they're graduating and they're coming back and letting you know. And that just shares with me in hearing from you that um, They've never really left you. They've never really left the school because you're maybe at the back of their mind at a moment, but you come to the forefront of your mind. And, and those are amazing stories. So I hope you get the opportunity to, to share that in some form or fashion. Yes, we're starting to work on um, a Montessori in the Park alumni Facebook page, especially as these kids are aging. So either the students themselves will be on our Facebook page for alumni or their parents too. Let it be somewhat of a bragging opportunity for mom and dad to share all the child's successes. Very nice. Very nice. You've done some great work here. Thank you. Um, and, you know, 
kind of getting to the heart of um, this podcast, um, you run a business. And um, running a business has some great, amazing opportunities. It's got some great, amazing struggles. Um, and how we deal with those is what really defines who we are, our character. And so um, what do you wish you had known when you started um, running Montessori in the Park? Uh, I would say the very first thing, if all of you have been here since 2007, you know what happened in 2008. So the very first thing would have been to raise the money before building the school. So we had um, our family investor that helped out, uh, was not expecting to help out for so many years. But if you remember back to 2008, so that was impactful. So waiting until we had enough finances in place so that our tuition could be extremely low, not having to have a mortgage, that would have been one thing is being financially secure before before going forward with it. But at the same time, the niece and nephews and all the little playdate people, they were getting older and older each year. So their definitely time was not on our side. Sure. That's for sure. So as you fast forward time, um, something, let's say, within the past five years, what, what do you wish you had known back then as you started this? Personally, for me, I'm not a Montessori educator. So looking back... Um, I wish that that was something that I would have had a passion for doing. I rely greatly on the staff here that are all Montessori certified teachers or Montessori certified assistants. So I don't have anybody that works with our students that don't have that experience. Um, but it's the most amazing philosophy. It's it's Each morning we read from this book together as a staff and it just brings us closer and reminds us that children are have an appetite children just have a huge appetite for learning if we could just get out of their way Mm. they're they are amazing so when you don't have a lesson plan for them they are going to teach you more than you could possibly ever teach them wow so i that's one I, I would say that's probably my biggest thing anyway. If you're going to run a business, know everything in and out about it. So in the meantime, I'll do my best to lead them. Um, but it's an amazing, amazing experience to watch these children. Well, what's interesting is you made uh, mention to the word about leading them, even though you don't know a lot or grown up in the Montessori way. Um, from the time that I've known you, Kim, which has been, what, three and a half years, four years, um, I've never seen you or known you or heard you to ever give up. I've never heard I quit come out of your mouth. And um, as you're talking to um, the students' hearts and them bringing a penny because they, they, they found it on the grocery store and they want to make sure that the school's still here, um, you, you don't give up. You've got to drive about you, and that's what people look for in leadership. So what do you think is the most common reason that people give up? I think if their support system that surrounds them doesn't exist, 
it can be a very lonely path. So looking for the right consultants, looking for the right support, whether it be your family, your neighbor, friends, somebody that you just can't can't do it alone. Mm. It would have been a very, today would be very different if all the people that have surrounded me over the last bunch of years weren't present in my life. Which goes to show you that they are investing not only in you, but in the lives of the children as well by providing that support. Would you agree to that? Absolutely. Okay. So You can't walk onto this campus without little kid coming up and hugging you or asking your name or telling them their name or wanting to have a relationship with whoever comes for a tour. There's, they want to share something, either their work or an animal in the class. And I'm, I'm not sure anybody that's coming toward our campus didn't leave wondering how they can help or, damn, I wish I would have gone to school here. Something like that. I know I wished I would could have gone to school here. Right. Okay. Um, so running a business um, has its ups and downs. Um, for, for the listeners, what, what struggles have you encountered in running a business? And then just briefly tell us how you've overcome those. Um, so for us, because we are a school and we're a private school, So we're dealing with people's most prized possessions of all time. We're dealing with their children. And then second to that, we're dealing with their cash. So um, I think the very best thing you could do as a business owner is be transparent. Be available to your customers. Be open. You know, there's the motto that the customer's always right. I personally don't think customers feel like they absolutely need to be right. I feel like customers need to be heard. So I think as long as you're open, that's what's going to pass around. That's the referral. That's the word of mouth is that whatever your business is, that you care about it and you care about somebody's experience in it. Nicely put. That is something that every business can deal with, can't it? I I would hope so. Um, okay. What, uh, switching back over specifically to Montessori, what is a, a common myth about Montessori schools? I'm uh, going to give you a quick funny story on the front of that. So when we first started the school back in 2007 to get our special use permit, because we put our school in the middle of a, a doctor's office, a dentist, an orthodontics office, we had to get the special use permit through Maricopa County. So one of the requirements was to go around 300 feet um, from our property in all directions and let people know that we're looking to put a school there and we want them to support us so that we don't have any trouble with the, the meetings that we would have. We just want to educate people about what we're doing, why we're doing it. So a couple of my, my school parents at the time went to the housing development behind us and said, we're putting a Montessori school right here and just want to make sure if you have any questions, we would like to answer them for you. And he said, oh, kids, I don't, I don't want any kids. That's going to be loud and in my backyard and, and just was quickly naysaying. And, and they're like, well, it's a Montessori school and did a little more explaining. And the gentleman said, oh, a Montessori school. So what happened is the parents then, he said, absolutely, that's fine. 
So I would say a myth is one, people don't know what a Montessori school is sometimes compared to a monastery. (laughs) So they came away with him absolutely believing that they were quiet children because of the mixture of the two words. So that, of course, is not the case. Um, It's a school, and kids can be rowdy. Um, So there, and it's Montessori, which in itself gets mispronounced. Um, As I mentioned earlier, some believe they're all religious-based schools, which isn't the case. Um, They can be or they cannot be. And again, some are public, charter, private. They can all be different. Um, probably the, the biggest, and if somebody were to come and tour and do an observation, it looks like just chaos in the class. The kids can do whatever they want to and have no boundaries and no, no guidelines to follow. Um, that's a pretty big myth for Montessori, that they have choices they can make. And if you're observing, it looks like they could choose what they want to, but they can choose from a few things to make sure that they've already had a lesson on it, and that's what they can work on. So from an observer, it definitely looks like it's just kind of free reign, and they meander about how they want to. But if you stay and watch a a whole three-hour work cycle, you'll see that that is a very, very organized (laughs) sense of chaos. That's funny. That is that's a funny story. So, as an individual, what are a couple of your successes, just as a person? Um, over the years, when you're looking back on your successes, trying to pick out what those would be, um, I think that we have an incredible, loving, loving staff, and that the the school is in existence. So, not only has it become what will hopefully be our family's legacy but also probably the biggest success in our lives. Okay. So what would be a couple successes as head of school? That is a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Going back to that earlier comment where you get so wrapped up in all of the things that need to get taken care of to make sure that we're in compliance and safe. Um, So I guess a really big success is everybody is safe Mm. that's by far my number one responsibility is the safety of these children that are in our care Um, so the fact that we have I don't even want to say things where I would need to knock on wood I'm just going to say that our children are safe and well cared for here Okay. Um, Kim, if people wanted to know a little bit more about you, and of course this podcast can is going to be sent to you so you can put it on your website or your Facebook, what would be the website that people go to to learn a little bit more about Montessori in the Park? So our web address is mipschool.org, or you can Google Montessori in the Park in Goodyear. Um, There's a great About Us page, pictures of the staff here, plenty of pictures of students doing amazing works. Um, There's certainly ways there to help Montessori in the Park through either the tax credits or shopping on Amazon or buying gift cards through our website. And then the two most impactful 
um, fundraisers that we have outside of the tax credits are our casino night and golf tournament. Casino night's actually coming up next Saturday night, the 21st here at our school. It's a super rocking 80s theme. Uh, so we have some folks that are dressing up like rock stars and um, that that's going to be awfully entertaining. But it's a really, really fun night to raise some money for the school. Okay. And is your golf tournament on your school calendar so that if people go visit your website, they can see it? Yep. The tournament's on the school calendar. There's not a whole lot of information on there for it yet. It's on Friday, April 3rd at the Wigwam. This will be our 10th year of running that golf tournament. So we're looking to have this be a pretty big event. Um, it's not really for the most experienced golfers. It's awesome for beginners. If you've never picked up a golf club before, it's a super fun day. If you're a rock star at golf, then you guys are going to win first place and prizes. Uh, if you're not awesome at golf, then you're going to be out there having a party on the course because there's food and drinks and it's just an awesome time. Kim, I learned how to golf and swing a golf club using your clubs <laughs> uh, two years ago in, in this past year and had a, a phenomenal time and the amount of support that comes out for both events, um, yeah. your casino night and the golf club is amazing because it's it's not just the families that come and support, it's a community and it's the com- community out here um, as well as some as some large sponsors that, that come out and support Montessori in the park. So um, yeah, it's, a, it's a good time had by all. So just real quick, um, I know you briefly mentioned it, but I, I want to ask this one last question for you. Um, over all the things that are going on, what are maybe the top two or three needs that you have as um, someone that's running the business of here at Montessori in the park? Um, really the biggest... Our biggest need is to make sure if a family wanted to attend Montessori in the Park, they would be able to. So really the biggest need is just divert your tax credits. We use Arizona Tuition Connection to create scholarships for our students. That information's on our website also. Um, the very biggest thing is just people that are, you're paying, you're paying the taxes already. Just please get educated on how you can support these different organizations. Um, and if you're good for it, private school, Montessori in the Park. Um, definitely care about foster care. We're foster, we're foster moms, and um, and definitely support the Meals of Joy and Homeless Youth Connection. These kids out here, they're that's where it all begins. So that's what we have to support. Um, tax credits would be number one, um, and just letting people know that the school is here. If you see a young family, let them know we're here. We don't mean to be the best kept secret, uh, and we're working to change change that. But once um, somebody's come through, they're they're sure glad they they found us. So please just share the word with where we are, which is again behind Macaroni Grill or behind Haymakers on Litchfield Road, uh, north of McDowell in Goodyear. Well, Kim, I want to thank you very much for your time. You're a busy woman. um, And um, again, what you're doing here on this campus for the lives of the families and more importantly, the lives of the students um, is nothing short of awe-inspiring, to be honest with you. Um, 
the way that you and your your staff interacts with everybody that comes through the front door. I was greeted today with a hug. So it's going to keep me coming back for more, right? Um, but I want to thank you for your time and your passion, your passion for for people. You also have um, you have a tagline here at Montessori in the Park, right? We do. What is that tagline? It's because nice matters. Because nice matters. And um, that that goes around to everybody. And so thank you for being, um, for being a lighthouse in this community. I, I just want to say that. And for what you bring um, to this community, not only as an individual, as a woman, um, but also as, as head of school here at Montessori in the Park. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it and the work that you're doing to help educate us and all the business owners here. Oh, you're welcome. So again, this is Chris from Elite Professionals um, in Coaching Podcast, where our goal is to help you be encouraged, educated, and empowered as a business professional and leader as you provide value and influence to your community. Have a great day, everybody. Make sure that you take a look at Montessori in the Parks website, and have a great day, and may you live it with purpose.